Hi, just Gary at the moment. This is a special bonus episode of the podcast, and we're putting this out to mark the delivery of the first Model 3s in the UK. About three months ago, Simon and I went to Tesla at Brent Cross, and we were amongst the first people in the UK to actually sit in a Model 3. We spent about a half an hour there with the guys, uh, shot some video, and had a little talk about it in my car afterwards. This is the audio. If you'd like to see the video, I'm going to make a link in the notes to the podcast. So enjoy. So we've just been to Tesla at Brent Cross. We've had a look around something really special, Model 3. My initial thoughts are an amazing looking car. Interior and exterior just looked good at in every angle. What's your what's your initial takeaway from today? Well, we uh, we looked at the Model 3 uh, dual motor. Bright red, lovely colour. Very nice colour, yeah. yeah. But of course, it's got to look good in a showroom otherwise. Oh, absolutely, uh, yeah. it was very shiny. Very shiny. <laughs> but yes, initially, rather than restating the obvious, it's got a lot of potential. It will sell by the bucket load over here. Yeah. I know your initial reaction was very much Ooh, yeah, lovely, shiny lovely, thing, lovely. want it. Yep, yep. absolutely. And <laughs> I would be very surprised if you're anyone with that, that reaction. Yeah. It's one of those that I think if you were very much on the fence about it, as soon as you sit in it, you get to feel what it's like, you're just going to go for it. And then it's just a case of, you know, how many of my children do I have to sell to, uh, to be able to afford it? <laughs> yeah, I, I must admit, you're absolutely right. I, I, I've seen, as probably many people, videos, pictures, all the stuff. It doesn't do it justice until you actually get up close and sit in it. From little things from adjusting the steering wheel to the airflow across the front and the back of the car, uh, down to like the one main screen that, that, that seems to do it all. Everything seemed right. Everything didn't seem out of place. There was nothing in the car that wasn't put there for a reason mm -hmm. it was very minimal which i liked um it had this lovely uh, wooden finish across the dash which is uh, obviously commonplace in a lot of them now yeah in interior and exterior was just really really high quality product basically i think what they've done and you and i have discussed this they've taken the things that work very well on the model s and the model x yes and they've put those in but they've also taken the things that don't work particularly well or that could be improved and they've they've improved those and put them on the uh, on the Model Three. I mean, very simple thing. The guy showed us that because it's not actually a hatchback, the rear parcel shelf has perforations in it, so that when you actually close the the boot, it doesn't build up the air pressure inside the, uh, the boot. It actually yes. has somewhere for it to go, so it means that the boot will close a lot firmer. I mean just that's the kind of out-of-the-box thinking isn't it absolutely i mean it's the little details that uh, we noticed that is uh, being one of them silly things like little hooks in in the front for uh, for shopping the navigation screen or i should say the the, the uh, uh, tablet essentially in in the car in most cars it's uh, somewhat of an afterthought in some ways and this has been discussed in in other videos but as soon as you start moving around your your finger on the touchpad for for instance the map it's instantaneous there's no lag there's no slowness everything again uh, from what i've seen so far in the menus is just so intuitive and things are where they need to be i think if you don't come from that and you come to that it's going to be a little bit of a, a learning curve but i think once you've got it it will just become easier that's from what we discussed earlier as well car manufacturers need to start to become services and technology platform companies rather than auto manufacturers. Tesla have proved that outrun, disrupted the market in this way, and the Model 3 to me 
is another form of that disruption. It's going to take what you would consider a average price car, which we're looking at approximately £30,000-ish when the lower uh, range, 200-mile range, comes out in the UK. And if you compare that to a lot of the cars that are out at the moment, there's no competition. You can put two side by side, if it's between an ICE and a, and a Tesla, Tesla will instantly win. But in my opinion, I think even if you put a Model 3 next to, say, the I-Pace, I've driven the I-Pace and I absolutely adore the car, but for almost half the price of an I-Pace, I'd probably go for a Tesla model. I think that's that's a no-brainer. Yeah. I mean, I've, I haven't driven the I-Pace, I've sat in it, I've had a play with it. It's The I-Pace, to me, is it's very much a luxury car. Yes, very much. It's got a lot of all the bells and whistles and things that, that people like, but in terms of what you actually get from a performance point of view and what the car can actually do, I don't think there's any competition between the, the I-Pace and the Model 3. The Model 3 wins outright every time. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, any, anything from the interior to the exterior just screamed quality, which I know early model uh, S's and X's, mainly S's, had, had issues. But there was nothing around that car. Now, bearing in mind it was a showroom car, so that is the difference. There was nothing there that I could go, mm, that could have been a bit better, or that looked slightly out of place, or the quality wasn't there. Mm -hmm. To me, I got when I got into the I-Pace, it, it was Jaguar quality and like the, the, the luxury and things like that you get. When you got into the Tesla, everything was functional, really nice, really clean, minimalistic, and actually luxurious in a way that only Tesla seemed to be able to present in their cars. We've seen multiple cars, and mine included my i3, where they've gone 95% of the way in, in getting all the right things there, but then that last 5% they haven't quite nailed. Yeah. And, and Tesla just seemed to have nailed the whole thing. Yeah, now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put my hand up and say, from my point of view, it's not a perfect vehicle. And here's why, we, we did discuss this. Yes, we did. It's along the lines of, and everybody who's seen the videos will know this, there's the screen. Yeah. And everything is controlled through the screen. And I like, I love the screen. I like the fact that the functionality's in there. The one thing I would change is you don't have to have everything controlled by the screen. Prime example, the glove box. You can't open the glove box <laughs> without yeah. touching the screen, finding the thing that says glove box and hitting that and then the glove box will open. That's unnecessary from my point of view. There, there could be an analog, a manual button to allow us to open the glove box, Yeah, but there isn't. You know, me being an old fuddy-duddy, you know, <laughs> that kind of would grate after a while, but that's a minor quibble as uh, Bobby Llewellyn would say. It's a yeah. Tesla uh, have made an incredible car. Hopefully at some point in the future we'll be able to take it out for a test drive. Wasn't able to do today. There's only two in uh, that we've got in the country mm -hmm. um, and we were lucky to uh, to see it. So um, thanks very much, Gary. Appreciate your time. My pleasure. And um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm glad I came. Good stuff. If you want to see more of that, the full video is on Simon's YouTube channel, which is linked in the notes below. It's a great little video to watch because apart from the two of us sat in his car talking about what you've just heard, there are also some great visuals. We took some photos and some video. We sat inside, chatted with the guys from Tesla, and it's well worth 10 or 15 minutes of your time.